I I think that the best thing would just be having people know that you can't limit yourself to what you want to do. It's more than a podcast, it's a life pack for a lost soul that was on the verge trying to figure how to get their life back real tough. See, you got a voice on this podcast, you can be you on this podcast, educate all the youth on this podcast, elevate me and you on this podcast, that's the reason we here, okay? It's family and friends, okay? Be real, you ain't got to pretend, okay? Okay. Alrighty then. And just like that, we're back in another very special episode of Live for Live podcast. We have a very special young lady in the building. Before I let her introduce herself, I'll say hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave an interactive comment for me and my guests, and we'll let her introduce herself to the world. Hi, my name is Evan Arnold. Um, I'm 16. I live out here in Kenosha. It's a super awesome place. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just excited to chat. Yes, ma'am. The most cliche thing we always do when we start the show, just tell the world just a little bit about you. Um, here's, I'll just go through some fun facts. I, uh, have been doing musical theater for like over 10 years of my life. Um, I started when I was five or six. Um, I am a competitive equestrian. I, um, uh, and I'm a musician. I am a choral singer and I play the French horn and a couple other instruments that I'm trying to learn how to play. Now, for those people at home who may not know the big words that you are using, just help us understand what an equestrian is, ma'am. Um, I actually ride horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing it for almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Now, out of the amazing things that you do, which one would you say that you started first? Just take us through that journey. Um, I I started theater pretty early on. I was five or six. I actually started through a program that we have in Kenosha called Kaipak. It's an incredible program. Uh-huh. And I've been, I worked with them all the way through eighth grade. And my last show was sadly canceled due to COVID. Oh, no. But yeah, it was, that program really helped me come out of my shell and fall in love with a lot of the things that I've continued to do throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the first show I did, I believe, was Little Mermaid. Uh, that was... 2012, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I was absolutely terrified, and um, my mom signed me up against my will. Made no way, go. really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she had me go into the audition room. It was really fun. I sang some song that we did in school, and I uh, said the Pledge of Allegiance for my monologue. Really? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the only thing I knew off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um and then I kind of I fell in love with it from there on. I danced for a little while when I was younger because I liked it a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and then music and singing have been a big portion of my life since then. Now, when you say singing, just tell us a little bit about the type of singing that you do do. Um, I I do a lot. I definitely I love musical theater singing. Uh, songs from musicals and stuff like that where you can act and sing at the same time are really fun. Um, I'm involved in Tremper High School's choirs. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I actually just recently went to State Solo Ensemble with three solos, one on my French horn and two choral solos, one of which was actually nominated for an exemplary award. How is it that you find the time to just be like so proficient at all of these different things? 
I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I definitely, it keeps you on your toes trying to balance those with school, but I think having the time in class and having a really good support system around you that is really cheering you on the entire way really, really of helps. Of course, of course. Now, what would you say has been that piece of advice that's been given to you along the way while you're, while you're being so efficient at all of these different things? Um, don't stop. You definitely, it is hard to balance, but don't, don't give up just because, you know, you're worried you're not going to have time or you're worried you're not going to be perfect at everything or the best at everything. I mean, it took me years to get my first lead role in a show or do anything like that. So don't stop and find, find things that make you happy, but make sure you're keeping a balance in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, the answer to this question, I will use this as advice for myself, but what's that piece of advice that you would give to people if they don't get that lead role or maybe even the next role up? How is it that you would have them keep their head up to continue working for better? Find find aspects of what you're doing that, that you actually enjoy and find the little things that maybe – it's not the lead role, but it's it's a fun dance you're doing. It's mm-hmm. it's a song you're working on. It's the group of people you surround yourself with. Find those little things and then have the lead role or, you know, things like that. Have that be the bonus instead of what you're – obviously, you're striving towards it, but don't let it break your heart if it's not what you end up getting. Of course, of course. Now, when it comes to riding horses, now, were you scared to start off? Did you grow up around horses? Just tell us a little bit about um, that. I mean, I definitely grew up around animals. My grandpa owns an alpaca farm. An alpaca. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So my grandpa owns an alpaca farm, so I definitely grew up around animals. Um, but my best friend, when I was growing up, had her birthday party at a farm down the road from my house called Applewood Farms. Okay. Um, I fell in love with horses at that. I definitely had been riding them before just for funsies and stuff, but like, I fell in love with riding at that birthday party. Um, I ended up signing up for a couple day camps and stuff after that. And 2015, 16 maybe is Mm -hmm. when I started um, taking lessons and learning how to ride a lot more and becoming more of a better equestrian. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, did you ever fall off of a horse? That's that's been my biggest thing when it comes to horses. I have friends who own horses and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they would say, oh, well, just come by. I'm coming to the stable. Maybe just get get used to them. I was like, I would never get on one because I'm scared of falling off. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, Falling off is definitely scary. It's Mm -hmm. happened to me on multiple occasions. Um, A lot of people are scared of getting hurt. I have gotten quite badly injured on a horse um, when I was in eighth grade, 2008. Uh, 19. Um, I fell off and in a freak accident ended up, uh, ended up injuring my spine and my SI joint in my back. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, but I had to stop riding for that plus COVID, um, stopped me from riding for eight months. And, um, I got, obviously I got back into it and it got me so much better, but, um, it was not fun to fall off and it never is but definitely the perseverance of continuing to be involved in the barn even when i couldn't be there and couldn't be on a horse yeah wow that's scary oh yeah what, what were what were some things that you were telling yourself when you were excited to get back into it even though you had a freak accident while doing it um i think i just i was constantly reminding myself you know how much i missed it when i couldn't get on a horse and i couldn't feel that it's a very free feeling when mm-hmm. you're you know 
just like making a connection with this animal. It's, it's really awesome. Um, and I was just trying to remind myself that I am constantly missing that feeling and that I really want to go back to my happy place because I definitely thought that the barn was my happy place. So that kind of kept me going that my friends, um, I had a lot of horses that I loved that I just wanted to see again and enjoy being in their company again. So, Oh, my gosh. Now, out of all of the things that you do do, which one would you say has been your favorite? Oh, oh, that's hard. Really? Um, yeah. I The things, the activities that I've been involved in in my life are so incredibly different from each other that it's it's really hard to pick a favorite because mm-hmm. they they're they're very different things um i find that you know horseback riding is definitely a a test of confidence but it's also a very athletic sport um but that's totally different than thinking about you know music and acting and performance um but i think that the idea of performing probably has been something that's stuck with me for a very long time mm-hmm. now what would you say your end goal is when it comes to pro- the performing arts and theater um i would love to continue doing this um I don't always know if I'll go into it professionally, but I know that if I go to college, I really want to minor in music because the instruments that I play and my singing could probably get me some pretty good scholarships. Uh And I would really enjoy doing it and teaching, potentially teaching other people how to enjoy the gift of music and performance as much as I have. Yes, ma'am. My serious question to you is once you make it all big and famous and you're directing (laughs) movies and TV shows and magazines, do you think you can have a little bit of room for me to do something like that? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but as we get ready to wrap up this amazing episode, young lady, what would you say the mark you would like to leave behind when it comes to everything that you do do, whether it's being an equestrian, whether it's performing, singing, whatever the case may be? Um, I, I think that the best thing would just be having people know that you can't limit yourself to what you want to do. I have so many people that I know who are so busy in their life with doing theater that they don't have time to go enjoy doing other things. Or they're so focused on being the perfect, as perfect as they can with their instrument that they, they don't, they don't go do other things or they're at the barn so much that they can't, you know, branch out and try more things. And I think that it's really important for people to understand that, um, the more you let yourself do, the more joy you'll find, the more friends you'll make, the more connections you'll have. And it's really, it's a learning and growth experience that everyone needs to have. Yes, ma'am. Is there anyone out there that you'd like to give a shout out to? Just say hello. Maybe they helped you along the way. Whatever um, the case may be. Uh, all of my uh, theater directors, choral directors, music teachers throughout the year um, have, throughout the years have been absolutely incredible. Um, in pushing me and um, helping me become who I am today. And probably my uh, horseback riding instructor, Sammy Lancia and Applewood Farms, they've really, really helped me co- uh, continue and become a more confident and stronger person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we just wrapped up an amazing episode of Line for Line. We greatly appreciate you for having some time for us, young lady. Thank you. Thank you. You calling, are you listening? Tune in every week. Line for Line. Oh yeah, I'm gonna laugh, laugh